0: Welcome to Positive Reaction Podcast. My name is Danielle C. Aguilar, better known as Dr. D.
1: My name is Dr. Edwin Serrano, better known as Dr. Pepper, and we are not your average physical therapist, and we will get you ready to react at any given moment.
0: We are here to question healthcare to help you make the best decision to get back to your active lifestyle.
1: Welcome to another episode of the Positive Reaction Podcast, where Danielle comes in unprepared and I just... That's a
0: lie. I come in prepared some of the time.
1: I mean, we prepared in school the whole time.
0: Yeah, we did. And that's yeah. what you said. And that, that's what makes me feel better. And then when we actually start, I'm like, we gotta ooh,
1: we got to review. we got to talk. <laughs> I just, I'm nervous about talking.
0: Why? You? That's a lie. I don't know how to talk. Well, this is true. You don't. But I still, you know, we're still here.
1: Um, you talk too much.
0: You talk too much.
1: Anyways, so we're here. um, We're going to talk a little bit about plantar plantar fasciitis, Mm -hmm. what Mm -hmm. it is, what it does, um, how it affects you, what are the common symptoms, what is it, uh, so how to differentiate between that and uh, another common issue that it gets kind of misdiagnosed with, um, and what are you actually dealing with, right? That was like
0: seven questions.
1: There wasn't even a question were statements.
0: No, well, I guess they were okay. So, so, tell, yeah. me, so
1: tell me about plantar fasciitis, Danielle. <laughs> you always do that. Too.
0: <laughs> okay, well, plantar fasciitis. I w- we're gonna we're gonna break it down relatively easy. And when I say relatively easy, when you think of plantar fasciitis, the I want to say the body part. Yeah. The body part we're dealing with is the bottom of the foot Mm -hmm. and a very common symptom is when you get out of bed and you take anywhere between your first step to five steps and you start feeling pain almost directly underneath your heel. Yeah. It feels really, really tight. Super tight. I can't walk. People can describe it as sharp pain, super tight. Mm -hmm. um, Feels like a dull toothache in the middle of the day. And then over time it starts reducing in pain and then virtually gone. So those are the common signs and symptoms. you have anything else?
1: I mean, it's virtually gone initially, right? Like when you, like that's the most common thing. Like if you want to know if you have plantar fasciitis, yeah, it's like you wake up, haven't moved your foot, you step down and like, oh crap, I need to wait for it to warm up. It warms up, gets better. Then throughout the day, it yeah, it does feel better initially, but then over time, if you're standing a lot, doing, being pretty active, then it feels a lot worse at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Then you mm-hmm. have to like mm-hmm. lay up. And like the first thing people want to do is like stretch it.
0: Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And when you're de- when you st- when people try and stretch it, I mean, some people grab their big toe, pull back on it, just massage it. Mm-hmm. Massage it is not a bad thing. I feel like no. massaging you could do that, but don't dig into it because mm-hmm. what you're dealing with ultimately is fascia and what is fascia? Fascia. <laughs> you ask me all the questions i ask you you got nothing to say fascia is like a really thin piece of paper that sits underneath your foot mm-hmm. and you have nerves that innervate it so when you try and dig into it some people describe it as hurting so good mm-hmm. you know what i'm talking about and so you're digging 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 and you're like oh yeah it hurts but then it's going to come right back mm-hmm. so when that fascia is being pulled mm-hmm. um fascia is not meant to be stretched mm-hmm. over like an elongated period of time so mm-hmm. if you're trying to stretch it, you're almost causing worse issues.
1: Yeah. And, and so that kind of brings up a point. Um, I think we overstretch the plantar fascia. Like, as clinicians, I've seen it overly diagnosed, right? What's the first thing you see people... Oh, let's stretch the calf. Let's stretch the calf. Mm-hmm. Why? Mm-hmm. Because there were studies published that if you... Uh, half plantar fasciitis you go check someone's range of motion then there's a correlation of dorsiflexion so dorsiflexion is when your foot is coming up towards you Mm -hmm. um, and when their foot comes up towards you it's limited in range of motion so they correlate limited or plantar fasciitis or heel pain they're correlating it with a tight calf Mm -hmm. or limited muscle length um, and a and so, more than likely, people want to go stretch that because it's mm-hmm. correlated. But in reality, what you're doing is, as you stretch the calf, you're going to end up stretching the plantar fascia even more. And we know that plantar fasciitis is kind of... Also, think about like a strain of the muscle, right? If yeah. you continue to stretch it, then it's probably going to irritate over a long period of time. And that strain Might continues. feel good then and there, mm-hmm. but long-term, it's you're still helping. dealing with the pain. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So,
0: you know, that, that brings up a good point. When you have these... these um, treatment methods that are being implemented, you're you're saying something that a lot of people feel. Like, yeah, it feels good to stretch it, but it's not in mm-hmm. the long-term helping. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't say it's not helping because there is some, uh, the word I think of is turnover, but there's some good that comes from it, mm-hmm. but not to the extent that it's being drilled into that treatment. So yeah. stretching is a good thing. You want to stretch, but you don't want to overdo it.
1: Yeah. Um, the other thing is, is you got to think about your foot and the, the foot itself, the bottom of the foot, yeah, it's four layers of muscles. Right, so most of the time we don't know how to engage those muscles. Um, so when we go and you know we do high level of activity we're not used to, then that's kind of how plantar fasciitis starts. I'll give you an example. of My wife, my wife is a very active individual, mm-hmm. but what we did is we went for our two year anniversary, to we went to Hawaii and then we did the Cocoa Head Trail. Cocoa Head Trail is like a huge like, it's not a long hike. It's about a 40 minute hike, but it's all uphill. Mm-hmm. Right, and my wife's over there like she's super fit. She's over here like doing <laughs> sidestepping on the way up. I'm, I'm like what? dying on the way. Yeah, like she's like. <laughs> Backwards walking. I'm like, she's like, come on. Yeah. Uh, And then we came back down after 45. Like, she finished it in 30 minutes, the hike. It took me 45. She was waiting for me at the top. I was was going to say, I was (laughs) like, where were you? I was taking my time. (laughs) Um, And so, but she really pushed herself because that's like the workout of the day. Well, then when we came back from Hawaii, Right? Yeah. She, like, her foot flared up. It was, it was something different. She's a CrossFitter. She lifts weights. She does all these things. But it was a completely different activity. And she pushed it too fast. Or too hard, too fast, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then after that, like, she continued to try running on it, like, the way that she was running, high level, trying to push herself, and then it just continued to get worse. She never let her plantar fascia recover, mm-hmm. and then she started having those chronic pains, right? So... Because it's
0: something you can technically push through, mm-hmm. to an extent, yeah. right? And it kind of, again, speaking to managing the pain, mm-hmm. like, once you start getting warmed up, right? Mm-hmm. Then it it's like... Better. yeah
1: yeah you're so, like, "Oh, I can continue push, but once you stop mm-hmm. you sit down for a little bit, then like try to get up, and then then you plan fresh, I just gets to sit in and-,
0: and you know speaking to research, there's uh several articles that are that I mean that I quickly sifted through, and a common risk factor is excessive running or excessive like you go from zero to hundred almost and and I think that's like that with anything, yeah right when you start doing any version of impact continuously without enough recovery, mm-hmm. you're asking for it, yeah. I mean, I'm guilty of it. I'm clearly recovering as we speak. So anyways, I wanted to make sure that we commented on that. And then also what we haven't commented on is like the direct heel pain. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of people have that that common symptom of heel mm-hmm. pain. Like you can put your you thumb put on
1: it and it hurts.
0: Right. And yeah. it's the insertion point ultimately of the plantar fascia, right? Uh,
1: and that's also what we were talking about earlier is they can get very confused with the medial plantar nerve. So a lot of times it's misdiagnosed And so typical symptoms where we talk about, you know, plantar fasciitis, but if you have heel pain that doesn't present in the way that we're talking about, then you could just have like plantar nerve irritation. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that nerve, you know, obviously comes from like the back of the calf, a huge nerve bundle or new nerve branch, and then it branches into that medial plantar nerve, but that gets super irritated. Depends on how you're walking, what's going on. Um, it could correlate with back pain, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, almost definitely. Um, so that can be something else can, that can get very irritated. So if you're continuously like, compressing it or putting pressure on it, lacrosse balling it, stuff like that, then you could also be compressing the nerve a little bit more and mm-hmm. irritating it more. So it's very important to kind of figure out what are my symptoms like, what is going on, and what is a proper method of treatment.
0: Yeah, and I mean... you uh, you, use those that are listening we're not expecting you to be able to differentiate but at the same time if you're having these symptoms in general right come see us and we can help delineate or i'm sorry differentiate between the two so that way you're not continuing to go down one path and it's not helping you at all Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that I know Edwin really highlights on is nerve involvement. And I'm not saying I don't, but I do think it's something that a lot of PTs kind of ignore or Mm -hmm. overlook and like not completely ruling out or at least moving down in our hypothesis of diagnoses Mm -hmm. that nerve involvement is not there. When you think about nerves, and you said this, when you think about nerves, our whole body, and this is a fun fact that I've known forever, um, you have 45 miles worth of nerves. If you were to stretch out your nerves, it goes worth 45 miles. Not everyone's the same, but... But to give you an idea of how our nerve pathway makes up our body, it's insane. Mm-hmm. So it's almost unrealistic to think that you don't have some nerve involvement. Yeah. And, yeah. and I, I I, mean, I will say when when we had this conversation, I don't know how long ago, it's really stuck to me. And so I always make sure, not that I hadn't in the past, but if they don't, if the symptoms are completely in right field in terms of what they're diet like for example uh, post-op acl it's very rare the time that they're going to have some version of nerve entrapment however it's not unheard of for them to have mm-hmm. nerve involvement if they've been immobile for x amount of time right mm-hmm. you know, if they couldn't move or whatever then maybe there is some nerve involvement but what i'm getting at is having that nerve and allowing us to differentiate for you guys if you're having these symptoms is a big deal because the treatment is going to there will be some change in treatment and that's the biggest thing Mm -hmm. is knowing that we are implementing what's going to help the root of the problem as opposed to just continuing with a lacrosse ball Mm
1: -hmm. um one of the methods of treatment regardless of either one of those though is definitely strengthening right Mm -hmm. we talked about strengthening Mm -hmm. everybody Mm -hmm. wants to stretch it stretch 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 But we gotta think about strengthening the bottom of the foot. Like I said, there's four layers of muscles. They're like they keep they're your base. They're your support. Mm -hmm. They keep you there. Um, and strengthening them, whether we're doing some sort of balance work, or we're, you know, we're working your way into translating that to running, right? Mm-hmm. Like, how are you building running? up that yeah, impact? Exactly, building up the impact. Um, but a lot of it comes down to strengthening the bottom of the foot and uh, strengthening everything around the foot, mm-hmm. um, because at that point your plantar fascia will be more apt to that load, and then you can start progressing to loading it the way you want to, whether you're a crossfitter or a runner, or anything
0: in between. Agreed. I think that doing the treatment, or I'm sorry, not treatment, the strengthening outside of your shoes is healthy. You mm. know, like I, the balance is big time. And one thing I tell my athletes across the board, whether you're high level, low level, it does not matter. Balancing, you brush your teeth twice a day, right? For two minutes in theory. This is, you know, a plug for um all dentists that if you're able to if you brush your teeth twice a day you're not really changing your method of uh your normal day-to-day activity i challenge anyone even if you don't have an injury to balance on your foot on a single foot for one minute as you're brushing and then for the next minute balance on the other foot and you do that twice a day and that should be just fine i tell that to everyone that has any version of lower extremity uh if they want more of a challenge. Uh, I think I've told people to throw a towel on the floor. If you have a pillow you don't really care about, put it on the it floor. Or make it a more unstable surface. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So there, there's an easy way to start doing that to strengthen your foot and all, and also improve your balance. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, if you're dealing with some plantar fascia pain or discomfort, mm-hmm. um, kind of look at what you're doing, what you should be doing. If you're still in pain and you're doing something, maybe you should change it up and do something completely different because it's not working. <laughs>
0: Make sure to come in if y'all need anything. Take it easy. Have a good one. Bye. Remember, this is Positive Reaction Podcast. This is Dr. D.
1: And Dr. Serrano. Where Where you you come come first. first.